Super Talk Mississippi media production. Well, pre record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Bob Getty and Kelly Center, along with Dalton Stanford Esquire, and we're broadcasting live today from Sully's Restaurant in Purvis, Mississippi, a special on-the-road edition of the Eagle Hour. We're glad you're with us. Do they, do they call this area Purvis? I see. Yeah. I, I consider it South Hattiesburg. Well, they told me Purvis, and I just do what I'm told. I hear you. Right. I hear you. Uh, I don't know. I think you ought to go back to the Soul of Kilran Fight and see what they call it. There we go. Now, that voice, we've got a special guest host today. <laughs> and I mean special. Head basketball coach, Joy Lee McDellis, gracious to come down here and join us at Sully's. You know, Coach, not a lot of people are willing to see be seen with me and Kelly in public. I am honored. I mean, two handsome-looking fellas like you got in, in the hat that, that uh, Kelly has on. I'm telling you what, you talk about styling and profiling. Handsome, Kelly Center has it going on. Handsome guys. Now, what what is the prescription strength of your glasses? <laughs> <laughs> they are kind of tennis. Yeah, well, he's kind of got the, the soprano look. Though. He does. A Tony Soprano kind of image. Don't, don't get out of line. So you know what happens. <laughs> Hey, we're happy to be at Sully's. We're happy to have Coach McDellis with us. We're going to have one of the owners of this great restaurant uh, join us here in just a few minutes. Update you in case you are not tuned into the baseball game. Uh, they're at the bottom of the third inning. There's no score between Southern Miss and Arizona State and the Baton Rouge Regional. Golden Eagles just had the bases loaded and no outs, Killer Sander, and don't get a run across the side. And you don't know how it's going to come out, but if it comes out on the bad side, you're going to look look at that inning for sure. Right. So uh, we're glad to be down here. This is, you know, Sully's. I think I'm fair to say this might be the hottest restaurant in the Pine Belt. Well, and then when we find out that Joy Lee McNellis is here, they're going to be lined up out to I-59. Right. Well, I'll tell you what, when I pulled up and saw all the... The trucks and yeah, yeah. more trucks than anything. Let's be honest, right. okay? All the trucks out in the parking lot. I was like, this place is hopping. And this yeah. is one of two locations. They have one on the Evelyn Gandy Parkway over in, in Pedal as well. And it originally, it originally was the place to go for steak night on Friday nights. They cooked the best steak in town, and it didn't take long in Hattiesburg for good food. The word about good food to get around. And um, you almost couldn't get in here on Friday nights for steak night. But now they've made steak night every night. So and I know Bob had the the tender hamburger and Dalton had the uh, the Philly cheesesteak and he's still eating on it. Yeah, but it's actually a second. Oh, okay, that's uh, exactly since, since he got here, but he wore a dress shirt, so we can't say anything. Well, and it's all nicely pressed white shirt. Right, right. He was hollering for the dessert menu, and I I, I don't know. We went up bring him back, you know. But we're going to bring you back, Coach. Well, I appreciate it. So can I rag on Dalton a little bit, too? Yeah, go ahead. Just Dalton, where'd you get that curly hair from, or did you call me this morning? <laughs> he, he actually dried it with an egg beater. 
Esquire. <laughs> there you go. The truth is Dalton Esquire. Right. Dalton Esquire. Dalton J. No. Dalton J. Stanford Esquire. Dalton is the field producer coach, but as you can see, he just comes here to eat. Uh, yeah. That's why he's here. Now, Coach, the summertime is a time when it's, if there is a downtime in your business, it's, it's now, and, and, and summer camps are are often rolling at the Reed Green Coliseum for the for the young ladies across the, the Pine Belt. I know your assistant coaches are particularly actively involved. Tell us about the camps that you guys uh, have going on this morning. Well, and, and it's up. I mean, I actually this morning was in the equipment room trying to get together equipment. Our players report on Sunday. So wow. uh, camp starts on Monday. So we have on Monday through Wednesday, we have our shooting stars camp. And it's boys and girls. Okay. And it is a lot of fun. We started ages five, or actually ages four through 11. And all of our players are involved in it. All of our coaches, it goes from, uh, we register at 830 and it goes till noon. Uh, Monday through Wednesday, all the Lady Eagles will be there. Actually, the Lady Eagles start workouts on Monday at 5.55 a.m. Monday morning. So we will get a workout in before we have camp. But that is our first camp. And, again, it's boys and girls. It's 50 bucks, And so we would love to have all the kids in the Pine Belt to come. You can register on site there at Reed Green Coliseum. You walk in. It's pretty easy to remember. The glass doors. Not the glass slipper, the glass doors. Now, Monday's the first day. How many days? And then, and then what Three days. Those three days. Nine, eight to? Eight to noon. Okay. Eight to noon for three days. It's 50 bucks. Boys and girls, ages four to eleven, and that is that's how we're gonna kick it off. So you talk about shooting stars camp. So so will the main focus be on shooting technique? We will do shooting and ball handling, and uh, that will be and passing, shooting, ball handling, and passing. And obviously, four and five year olds, we have the goals lowered for them. Right. To be able to work on technique, we'll go through shooting technique. And I think that my favorite part, and I'm down there in camp some, and my favorite part is I sing a lot during camp, and I can't sing. That's what makes all the kids laugh is because I can't sing. You know, like we'll talk about, you got to get down low, baby, low, way down low. How low can you go? That's right. There you go. You may come join us. limbo There you go. But now that's just one. That's one camp. You have different camps all different. Yes, then we start our developmental skills camp, which is my favorite camp. It's for some older kids, and we divide our point guards up, our combo guards, our small forwards, our post players. And that's truly what I think our best camp. Why? Because it's my favorite camp. But it is a two-day camp, and it is $75. It's the best deal in town. And it is repetition over and over and over in drill work that we use every day for our athletes where we help them excel. And, again, it is that why we call it position work is because based on their position that they play in high school or middle school, that's what they work on over and over and over and over again. And, again, our Lady Eagles, all of our staff runs that camp. Actually, that is the camp I oversee. That is my baby. It goes from 12-year-olds up through senior and high school. We divide up with age groups. Again, that camp is $75. Actually, after May 1st, it's $100. Okay. So it has gone up. Yeah. Uh, but we have a lot of high school teams that are bringing their entire team. So if you bring your entire team, 10 or more, it's 50 bucks. So that's a deal. Yeah. And so we have several high school and middle school teams that are bringing their entire teams to divide that up. But that camp is a camp that truly enhances your game. 
because, as we all know, whether it's swinging a baseball bat or pitching, whatever it may be and whatever sport you play, if you do it over and over and over and over again, repetition, proper repetition, equals success. And so that's what we will do. So that's two camps, but there's more that's than two. two camps. And then we have our post camp, which is our first-year camp. Coach Kylie Hill, my associate head coach, that is his baby. It is for post players that face up and face the bucket and back-to-basket post players. First time we've ever run that camp, and it is only for post players, and it is high school age only, ninth graders and up. But it is true post-play camp. But basketball, as it has evolved over the years, so much of the game now, both on the men and women's side, is below the rim now. Where when you and I were growing up, you know, the, the Lou Alcindor's, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, you know, all the Will Chamberlain's, a lot was above the rim, not so much anymore. So the post player kind of becoming extinct, yes? Yes. And, and you know, now most post players are face-up players. They have a lot of perimeter skills. Uh, particularly in the women's game, you play a lot of four players out and one in. You call it four out, one in. And so those players, those post players that have learned to face the basket are players that have to work on those face-up skills. And actually, Kelly, in officiating this year, new rules take effect that is going to be very difficult for the defender. So if you're a post player, there are things we're going to teach our offensive post players so we can attack defenders because it is going to be very difficult. As we all know, in the and I don't know if it's changed in the men's game, but, you know, post players have a lot of uh, – they, they usually lean on each other in the paint. Mm-hmm. If there is any body part other than a forearm or a palm to the back, it's a foul. Automatic foul. I, I don't know how. I don't know how in the world you're going to be able to. Officiate. And you know what? The, there will be the games will last forever if they're going to call because as games go on and they get tired, you have a tendency to lean on sure. people. And if anything other than a forearm or a hand is touching an offensive post player, it's an automatic foul. What do you think the impetus of the rule change was? They they want to they keep saying they want to clean up the post play. They want to clean up the physical aspect of the game. I'm like, what? That's what it is. Right. That's what makes it fun. I mean, right agree. now I'm putting together what my players' books that they will get on Sunday. I've been working on them, and the mindset of the post player is to be physical. We want to be physical. We're talking about Jay Phyllis and what mental toughness is and what physical toughness is. And there's a distinct difference, but they do go hand in hand. Joy Lee McNellis is going to stay with us here during our at Sully's. Bob, what's going on in baseball? Right, we're broadcasting live from Sully's in Purvis today. We're in the fourth inning out of the ball game. Golden Eagles batting in the top of the fourth, uh, two outs. Zero zero in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. All right, we're going to continue the show from Sully's Restaurant here in Purvis. Going to have some of the owners on the show a little later. Coach McDellis is going to graciously co-host the entire Eagle Hour with us. So stick around. More Eagle Hour from Sully's in Purvis coming up next.
tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Bob Getty, Kelly Center, and Dalton Stanford Esquire <laughs> here at Sully's Restaurant in Purvis. With the wrinkle uh, chart. Yeah, we're having a great time. And what, what a great restaurant. We're going to have one of the owners, maybe both owners here on in, in just a few minutes. But, boy, you got to like this place, about. Kelly. It's, uh, it's nice, and they've really been doing a lot of business since we've been here. And any any time that there's, like, a public vote in these, you know, popularity they polls, very well, they, they always are voted, like, the top hamburger, the top steak. Um, you know, of course, named after... Sullivan, you know, John L. Sullivan, the, the last bare-knuckle fight was uh, was staged not far from here. Yeah, right, you're right. Makes perfect sense that, that yeah, it would be called right. Sully's. Well, there he is. <clears throat> right there's on the wall. A picture yeah. of him on the wall. Coach Troy Lee Begala. looks with like us. you, Kelly, over there. He kind of uh, does. He's, he's a little bit heavier than me. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have to laugh at that. <laughs> that was pretty funny there, Kelly. Yeah, yeah. Hardy, har, har. Top of the, top looks, of the fourth inning in Baton Rouge. No score between Southern Miss and Arizona State. Uh, the, I guess it'd be the bottom of the fourth. Arizona State's the home team, so it's zero zero as we enter the bottom of the fourth thing. All right, Coach McDowell, you were talking in the first segment with Kelly about these basketball camps, and in every sport we see camps during the off season. What is the benefit to the program to hold these camps? Well, personally, I think they're twofold. Okay, number one, I think that when you get for the university, I think when you get young people on your campus at the University of Southern Mississippi, it provides the university an opportunity to impact the kids' life. I think it gives the university an opportunity to have kids be able to see Southern Miss, to be able to have an opportunity to see what our campus looks like, and to have an opportunity then in turn to be able to learn about Lady Eagle basketball. So I think that it not only benefits our program, but it benefits the university. The second thing I think it does is it helps these young boys and girls in this first camp, but girls mainly in the second, the other camp. It gives them an opportunity to improve their skill set and go against great competition and get an in-depth look of what Lady Eagle basketball is all about because our Lady Eagles are on the floor with these players, and I think that makes a huge difference because, as you know, Bob, we're all looking for role models for young kids in our lives, whether it's our grandkids, whether it's our children. We want positive role models for our children to be able to follow after. You know, when I was a young kid growing up, women's basketball was still, you know, you were battling all the Title IX stuff and all of that. So my heroes were men. You know, Wendell Ladner that played at Southern Miss, Merlin Ladner that played at Southern Miss, Dr. J that played with the 76ers, you know, all those guys. And, yes, there was Lucia Harris and the crew at Delta State, Debbie Brock. But, again, there weren't, they were not on TV. They were kind of – you weren't able to touch them because of media. You know, they, weren't, they didn't have that opportunity. So, again, your heroes are people that you're able to touch. Well, the young people in our community are able to touch the Lady Eagles and to be a part of that and be able to be able to model themselves after. My own children have had, been blessed with the opportunity to grow up around college basketball players. Our daughter, Whitney, when she was little, we had to braid her hair like some of our players. She carried her backpack like some of our players. You know, Connor was going to marry several of them. One time when he was four years old, he says, Mom, we have to pray because I am not sure how I'm going to marry. I said, son, you're four years old. He said, well, it's going to be time for me to get married before I know it. And 
and I've got three girlfriends on the team, and I've got to know which one I'm going to marry. But with the divorce rate anymore, Joy, why choose? Why choose? That's right. You, you can marry all three of them at some point. Yeah. Well, he's 25, and, he, and he's not married. He don't have a serious girlfriend either. So, so obviously, uh, recruiting is the lifeblood of any college program. So is there a, is there down the road, a potential recruiting benefit? Well, and, and yes, it is. And we have two camps that are our next-level skills camps. And that truly is for that next-level kit, the one that we're recruiting, the one that we possibly rec- could recruit. And that camp is uh, June the 22nd and 23rd, and then we have one August the 3rd. That's a good chance that, for those kids to get on the radar. That is. That's when they get on the radar, or those are kids that are on our radar that have never had an opportunity to come to Southern Miss. Like, we've got several young ladies out of Texas that we're recruiting. Their mom and, or their dad or both parents are bringing them to that camp because with that camp, we involve the parents because the parents get a chance to see Southern Miss. The parents get a chance to learn about Dr. Bennett and his mission statement. You know, the parents get an opportunity to see what Hattiesburg's about. And we use that camp truly to to introduce them to Southern Miss, what the university vision statement is, philosophy statement, what the athletic department mission statement is, and what our women's basketball. And those are kids, I'll be honest with you, we sign players out of that camp. It's almost an unofficial visit on the parents' dime. It is. It is. It's just like an unofficial visit. You know, they eat in our calf. We have a deal in the south end zone where our catering department feeds them. Uh, they get to see the football stadium, all of that. They get a really, you know, an in-depth feel of what it's about. Again, our players are there. And, and honestly, it's almost like an unofficial visit. It is. And you could say that, but legally you can't say that. So that's, that's why what I said it it's like it's an like, unofficial yeah, visit. Yeah. And, I, and, and one of, you know, we get criticized in our state around the rest of the country, oh, Mississippi, bottom of the, mm-hmm. you know, bottom of the rung and academics, so on and so forth. But one of the things, and, and that people can argue that if they want, uh, but one of the things that, that's really strong in our state, as said by those same people, is our junior college system, the MACJC, the Mississippi, uh, Missy Builderback at Jones. Oh, that's got a, you know, tremendous. National powerhouse. Scotty Fletcher's building, building a program at Pearl River. What's the overall state of the junior college women's game, Joy, across the state? Well, I, I think across the state, it is getting better. You know, it's kind of like in Conference USA. We have the upper echelon teams, mm-hmm. you have the middle of the pack, and then you have the lower. I think that is the exact same way our junior college system is in Mississippi. The strongest junior college system from top to bottom is in Florida. Okay. I mean, it is Florida. The second is Texas, to be very honest with you. Well, but both of those are right in your, in your powers. They are, and we can touch them. And, yeah. you know, we signed two players this year out of Butler Community College that played in the Elite Eight of the National Junior College Tournament. Texas. We've got two of those kids. No, they're out of Kansas. Kansas. They're out of Kansas. Kansas yeah. um, but, you know, the two that are in reach with us yeah. right now do a tremendous job. I just think that some of the stipulations that the state of Mississippi has hinders our junior college system from elevating, meaning that they can only have X number of of students out of state on scholarship. And I understand that because that's what Mississippi philosophy is, is a community college. I truly understand that. Um, But, again, it hinders them from being able to be like the panhandle of Florida, where you've got Chipola, where you've got Gulf Coast Community College, Pensacola State, 
you know, all those. It, it, during the recruiting process in, in any sport, lots of times outsiders or fans will say, well, we must be desperate because we're going after junior college players. No. We must not have anybody in our system because we're trying to band-aid no. patch with, with a junior college player. And that is a misnomer, isn't that it? That is truly a misnomer because you have to have experienced players to come in and be able to make an impact. That's where my belief is you only sign a junior college player if you believe they can compete for a starting spot. That's what you do. And you want those players to come in and impact your program immediately. Uh, For example, this next year we have five seniors. We lose five players. We can't sign five freshmen to come in and play for us or we're going to take a huge deal. We won't win 18 games. You know, we won't have that opportunity. So we've got to sign three high school players. And based on what we're doing right now on transfers, with that transfer portal that's crazy that's out there, that's a different animal, but we've got a son, two players that have experience out of that five, whether it's out of junior college or graduate transfers or someone that has playing experience. You can't sign five freshmen to come in and expect them to be able to make a difference in your program. You know, one of the things I always talk about, Bob, to high school baseball players, kids that I coached in mm-hmm. baseball, I, say, I tell them all the time, do not, with all due respect to Southern Miss and the Division One, do not underestimate the power of junior college. No. Because you're, get, you're getting a 100% scholarship, right, which, which basketball does, I think, but, but some other sport, baseball does not usually right. get 100%. Right. So you're getting everything paid for. You're also, when they come and recruit you, as you just said, Coach, they're coming to recruit you because they need you when? Now. They need you now. And they're coming specifically because you will plug the hole that they have. Correct. You know, so I just think, I just think the junior college system. No, I think the junior college system is awesome. It's a great place for it. It is. Yeah. And I think that there are so many young people that do that have a negative twist to it. But, you know, they may say, well, I'm over, uh, academically, I'm so much better than junior it depends on what your goals are. Right. If you want to play at the next level and it's, you haven't got the offers you want, then, yes, that's the route to go. Go. Take that route. I mean, because if you're qualified, you only have to stay one year and you can be out of there. But then maybe those offers will come that's right. another year. That's right. That's right. After uh, pitching 22 innings of shutout baseball, the Golden Eagles have given up a run in the fourth inning uh-huh. on a wild pitch followed by a sacrifice fly. <laughs> And uh, the Golden Eagles are trailing now one to nothing as we go into the fifth inning. Hey, Coach, want to thank you for coming out. Appreciate you all having to have you. Thank you for the hat. Thank you. You're much. welcome. And, uh, and don't forget our fans that are listening out there that uh, all starts Monday for go. our shooting stars for camp. And right. SouthernMiss.com, all the information. Is- yes, and you can go to JLMBasketballCamps.com. Ooh. Coach Roy Lee McDellis, uh, live with us from Sully's in Purvis. We'll have the owners of this great restaurant up next on the Eagle Hour. Everybody stay with us. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Bob Getty, Kelly Sanford, and uh, Dalton Sanford. Kelly, 
No, Kelly Sander and Dalton Sanford. Yeah, we're, we're broadcasting from Sully's in Purvis this afternoon. I had a great time so far, and uh, really enjoying our time down here. Update you on the baseball game. Uh, Storm Cooper has just hit a home run, and that ties the ball game up. Uh, Golden Eagles now batting in the top of the fifth. Have a man on second base and no outs. And a tie ball game, one-to-one, Southern Miss and Arizona State. All right, Steve Hampton and Brian McClellan join us now on the show. They're the owners of this fine establishment. And, uh, guys, thanks for being on. Thanks for having us. First off, let me congratulate you. We were talking uh, before we uh, before we went on the air. I-, I think Sully's is the hottest name in restaurant uh, business in the Pine Belt right now. You must be happy with the success. Uh, extremely excited about it, for sure. For sure. You know, it's uh, we do some kind of special over here. You know, I'm always promoting Sully's. Yeah, I think we have quite a unique place here, and, and I think the local community's kind of caught on to it. And, uh, you know, if it's good, it's generally popular. And uh, as long as we keep that standard, they'll keep coming. You know? good, Tell us good about time. the name. I think that's so interesting. Where is the name of the restaurant? Oh. Well, it's a story. Uh, when we first started, I wanted to call it Tone Brun. Chicken Jimmy. Chicken Jimmy's. Chicken Jimmy's. Coolest name it could be, so Stephen Hampton thinks. So as for conversation with our partner, Scott Lowry, who's not with us today, uh, he referred to me that his mother suggested we should call it the last round. And I said, you know, Scott, I don't think that's such a good idea for, at that time, we were a bar. And uh, I said, why would we call it the last round? Then he explained to me about the fight, me being from Virginia and not knowing the local history. And uh, I asked who won the fight, and he said, Sullivan. And... uh Sully's, huh? That, let's call it that. We all three like it. Yeah, right. Pretty right. easy at that Crazy. Point. Well, it's, it's called on, hasn't it? It has. It really has. That's right. Ryan, what's, what's made the restaurants so successful? Um, I, I truly believe it's the consistency in our product and actually the quality of our ingredients. Um, everything here is pretty much handmade. You know, nothing's frozen. We like to tell people that uh, there's zero microwaves in any of our kitchens. Um, so nothing, I mean, everything, if you get it, it's right off the grill. It's nice and fresh, and like I said, the quality of our ingredients is pretty over the top. And we try to back that with our customer service. I mean, we, we really appreciate that with our staff, and we've got a great staff. I mean, they're our front lines and dealing with the people at the table. So we get lots of compliments on our, our waiters and waitresses, and obviously that transfolds into the kitchen. So if they're doing a good job, everybody's happy. When our young producer finished his second Philly steak sandwich here today, he, he really complimented that, that dish. <laughs> hey, and that's fresh New Orleans ribs twice a week. That's right. Yeah, uh, that's what makes it good. Now, Brian, I understand you played baseball at Southern Air. I did, I did, I did back in uh, '95 and '6, and I ended up hanging my cleats up in '7. Uh, I, right. Yeah, I had an injury, broke my back my sophomore year. Really? Yeah, kind of a freak accident. I was actually on the football team as well. But um, how yeah. did you break your back back in that? It was at a, a house under construction, and I fell where there's supposed to be some stairs. It was uh-huh. at night. Fell about 10 feet, and is my L1, L3 vertebra. And Dr. Molliston, who just recently passed away, was actually the guy who took care of me. He was, he was an awesome, awesome guy. So, and uh, so, yeah, when I was able to recover and go back out, rehab and all that kind of stuff. And by the time I got through, man, I was, I was pretty just exhausted. And I have to tell you, I've known your dad for a long time. I, I first met him years ago when I was at Channel 7. A great guy. And uh, uh, you guys owned a very iconic business for many, many years here in Hattiesburg. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's why I want TV. Yes, yes. And that's a lot that's of the part of Hattiesburg history. I think. Oh, yeah. And he lasted as long as he did for one reason, and that was customer service. You know, it was, right. it was servicing his customers. So that's actually transfolded into, I feel like a, a lot of that rubbed off on my partners, but not didn't have to didn't have to rub off too hard. I mean, they're very service-oriented people. I mean, mm-hmm. Hampton was in our military for 20 years and retired, so that's kind of 
And we, we're all about the service of things, and obviously transfold from my dad and what I learned from him means right. a lot. So you brought a lot of his success into your business world, huh? In my business world, that's correct. We try to transfold that to the stuff that we all have. Yeah, uh, a great example was set. Yeah, right. What part of Virginia are you from? Uh, little town Martinsville. Yeah? Well, actually born in uh, Roanoke, Virginia, uh-huh. and uh, moved to Martinsville uh, about four years old and grew up there until about 18, joined the Army. Undoubtedly. Undoubtedly. Yeah. A red skin fan. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm the weirdo. I'm a Cowboys fan. Oh! oh. <laughs> well, let me tell you. At about five years old, they had the prettiest cheerleaders. Let's say that. So I'm a Cowboys fan. My heart's hurting. <laughs> We're trying to make him a Saints fan, though. Yeah. They're trying really hard. Really hard. Things really hard. saying here, in case you want to extend some sympathy over here on this. This side of the table. No, no. All right, so tell, so tell us, Steve, even though you're a Cowboy fan, I'm going to continue to let you talk on the show. Uh, <laughs> well, I appreciate it. Tell us what you would like our listeners around the state to know about your restaurants. Well, what I'd like everyone to know is it's just uh, basically our partnership, you know. Believe it or not, outside of the old CNN Music Store here in Hattiesburg, we all three shook hands drinking a cold beer and said that we'd be partners and we'd always take care of each other. And we always agreed that uh, we'd run this business as if someone come to eat here, it'd be our house. And uh, we would demand that our staff felt the same way. And they do. And uh, it's just here, you know, I have a lot of uh, uh, thoughts. Uh, I would like my customers to know that the traditions and, and the standards that I think that Les Brown was talking about, his father in business, and Scott, our other partner with the Goalpost, I think that's been in business since ni- 1971 as a restaurant. Right, it's just sure. the standards of just uh, doing things right, you know. Uh, waiting just a minute on the fresh food that's cooked for you versus getting one out of a window that's been sitting there a few minutes because we're hoping that you order it. Uh, as he said, having uh, no microwaves in the kitchen. Just good, friendly service. And uh, we're not too fancy, just really good. That's our slogan, and uh, and that's our motto. We'll, we'll, we'll stand by that. Talk about uh, iconic uh, names, Brian, the goalposts. My right. word. I, my wife and I were students back here in the in the 70s, and I can't tell you how many times we ate dinner at the goalposts. Talk mm-hmm. about iconic. That's, that's right. Hey, there's Scott. Yeah, and I've actually known Scott my entire life, and we met playing t-ball. And, you know, it's one thing I've got kids now in, in baseball and the city leagues and stuff, and the city leagues just are looking like they're just diminishing, man. It's so sad because I've got so many close friends and now a business partner, you know, from city league baseball. Mm-hmm. So here's Scott. Well, Scott, welcome. Glad Thank you, Thanks for having us down here today. Glad to be here. Uh, we're really happy about coming down here and broadcasting this show and want to encourage our listeners around the state when they're in town for ball games. This is a great place to come uh, have lunch before the game, after the game, uh, whatever. But we uh, certainly hope that Eagle Hour listeners around the state will uh, will come learn about Sully's if they haven't always. i got to ask you for just a moment about yes, the goalpost. How long has it been there? 1971. Is that right? Yes, sir. So it was relatively new back when we were here, then, I guess, in the 70s. And, uh, golly, man, I just say I think that in McClellan TV. I think of that in the Beverly Drive-In when I think of Old Hattiesburg. It's about the three things I think of, baby. Exactly. Like yeah. Brian said, we've been friends for playing baseball growing up for a million years. Yeah. Well, you guys have got a great restaurant here. I want to update folks. The Golden Eagles have just taken the lead uh, against Arizona State. It looks like Matt Walner has knocked in uh, 
another run, and it's two to one. So why are you uh, pitching to him? <laughs> why do you pitch to Matt Walter? I think yeah, that, he's a beast. I think that yeah, Matt Walter just stroked one out into right field. Uh, looks like, well, it looks like he hit a double and and, uh, and knocked in uh, Gabe Montenegro. So two to one, Golden Eagles now as they bat in the fifth inning. Well, gentlemen, we want to thank you again for having us here. It's uh, always a pleasure to come to great businesses like this. And, uh, boy, I tell you what, Sully's is uh, its just the name we hear now. You know, what we used to, I think, at, at the start always heard was about your steaks and how it was just the best steak that you could buy anywhere. But you sell a whole variety of foods, don't you? It's not just steaks. That's, That's correct. Yeah, we feel like we got something for everybody, you know, down from great appetizers to burgers to some wraps to some salads. And then, obviously, our seafood specials are great. And our standard seafood stuff's great, too. And it's all fresh as well. And, uh, of course, the steaks is a big deal. Now, we're in purpose, but you guys have one also in Pedal. Tell us about that. Uh, we opened Pedal about 16 months ago on the Evelyn Gandy, and Pedal is taking us in like family, and it's turned out fantastic. Uh, Pedal Panther Land, huh? Yes, sir. Friendly okay. Any, any last thoughts you want to share with our listeners about your restaurants, guys? Uh, just that, you know, come out and have a good time and enjoy the great food, and if there's anything we can do for Anybody in the local area, let us know. Well, Brian, uh, you got to be happy about your alma mater here. I sure like, am. Uh, they're really beginning to uh, catch their stride here against uh, Arizona State. Yes. How, how sweet would it be to beat LSU in the Baton Rouge region? Man, it would be awesome. That'd be so good. That'd be so good. Road trip. Yep. That'd be, that'd be pretty awesome. That'd be almost as good as beating Ole Miss in Oxford or Mississippi That's State in Circle, wouldn't That's it? That's correct. I don't think we've ever done it. This is what I can remember. So. All right. Well, it's 2-1 to one right now. Uh, Gold Eagles show back. they got runners at first and third. And one out. Uh, and they're playing now in the fifth inning. So things looking pretty good for the Golden Eagles. Okay, guys. Thanks so much for having us down here. Thank it's you for having us here. And uh, we look forward to each and every visit from the Eagle Hour. Yep. Hey, visit us online at ilovesullies.com. There you go. All right, guys. Sully's Restaurant in Purvis. That's where we're at today. Kelly, Dalton, and Bob all here at the restaurant in Purvis. We'll be right back. Golden Eagles now leading 2-1. to one. Uh, Looks like two outs now in the fifth inning. We'll be back. More Eagle Hour from Sully's in Purvis right after this. To the top. Welcome back to the Eagle Hour, everybody. Bob Getty, Kelly Sander, and S- Mr. Esquire himself Uh-oh. sitting at the table with great news, man. Southern Miss leading Arizona State now 3-1. to one. Golden Eagles batting in the top of the fifth inning. Now have runners at first and third base with two outs. Uh, a home run by Storm Cooper, followed by a double from Matt Walner. 
And Kelly, I guess it, it and then a, uh, a wild pitch, you gave the Eagles a third run. We've had this question asked before. We've asked it. Why do you pitch to Matt Walner when there's a guy on? <laughs> I don't. You've asked that question about three times in the single broadcast. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I I don't. And I I, I said either either I'm in either I'm really really good at baseball and my baseball knowledge, which is not the case. But mm-hmm. but I mean, these guys are they not doing their homework? I mean, you know, no. base with a base open. You know, I mean, that uh, makes them pay. Don't pitch. I mean. And Storm Cooper hit a home run, and good for him because his Star Wars money has run out. Uh, he was in Star Wars, wasn't the Storm Cooper? Oh, thank you, boy. <laughs> but, uh, the uh, yeah, if he if he wants to, be, and again, I'm not knocking any one of the. I'm just saying, if you want to beat Southern Mass, well, obviously we love all the Eagles, but I'll, if I'm the opponent, I'll let Storm Cooper beat me. I'm not going to let. Matt I'm not going to let Matt Warner do it. Agree. You know. All right, so they've just changed. They're changing pitchers now. Uh, Eagles have knocked the starter out of the game, and uh, now Arizona State going to their bullpen. You know, you were talking to Scott Lowry, one of the owners here at right. Sully's, and he and Brian uh, McClellan, as you talked, they both, as Brian mentioned, they, they met playing youth baseball, you know, in the Hattiesburg Dixie Youth League. They used to play their games right across from Hattiesburg High School at J.C. Park. And uh, Scott Lowry, when he was 11 or 12, had the sickest deuce in the league. Really? He could crank that. Well, really, his curveball in. I saw that big smile come on his face when you were mine. <laughs> Man, he could really make you look stupid, you know. Yeah. And, and as as an opposing coach, I could tell my hitters, here it comes. Yeah. Well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you still got to hit it, right? All right. Uh, the Esquire's with us. Dalton Stanford. Huh? J.D. Stanford. J.D. Stanford. Two uh, Phillies. No, 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 no. Big no. dessert down. What's your analysis of Sully? Well, like I said, uh, Ron McClellan's a friend of me and my dad and has been for a long time, and we go to C&M all the time. And So I've never had anything here I didn't like. But just to set the record straight to everybody, I only had one Philly steak sandwich and no dessert. He's lying. Uh, Dalton, how did you talk Mergens into missing this gig at Sully? You know, I think I just asked him, I said, uh, about getting some more in-the-field experience, and he oh. said that he would swap with me. Oh, and it happened to be when we're coming to Sully. Hey, he, he picked the date, not me. Oh. And, and Brian McClellan, the, the co-owner of Sully, is also on CNM Music. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And, and he mentioned that. And I, and I thought, as, as good as they're doing at marketing their restaurants, you know, market... His music place down there. He needs to pay James Earl Jones mm-hmm. to say this is C and M. You know, uh, Brian McClellan also is that's one of the joke, owners. That's, that's a joke, though. <laughs> he also is one of the owners of uh, Brewskies that many people many right. people know. Bob well, and I have no idea about that. So, Michael, did did uh, Dalton actually fall to his knees when he said he needed experience down here at Sully? Yeah, it was pitiful. Oh, geez. <laughs> no, not at all, not at all. <laughs> okay, guys, you ready? All right, here. Four to one, Southern over Arizona State. As uh, the Golden Eagles, it looks like Fred Franklin has just knocked in the fourth run of the game. They, Kelly, they might have opened up a small can, haven't they? Kelly, I'm going to tell you, man, these guys win this game, and uh, I told you, who knows? This was the big one. Who knows? Uh-huh. Could be super regional time, right? And and they if if not putting the card ahead of the horse, but if they were to do that, they would head over to Athens, Georgia, right, and play in that Georgia regional where the, the Bulldogs are hosting. And one of the teams over there is FAU. 
Right. But so, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Oh, why not? I mean, our job, look, it's our job as fans, it's our job as fans to always talk about what might be, right, right or what could right, be. Right. And we hope that it does happen. Well, right. well, they're playing very well right now. We're really happy to uh, see that. Four to one, Southern Miss and the Golden Eagles are still batting uh, in the top of the fifth inning. They have runners at first and second and two outs. Hmm. Potentially on the verge of blowing this one up. Yeah, and as the summer goes on, Joy Lee McNellis joined us earlier in the yeah. hour. She was talking about the uh, the basketball camps at, at Reed Green Coliseum. Of course, Jay Ladner will have uh, some of the boys' camps, uh, specifically boys' camps, too, going on. How about another run, Kelly? How about it? How about there the we go. Eagles have just knocked in another run and now lead five to one oh, over Arizona. Oh, Can at any moment now the, the Sun Devils raise the surrender flag? You know, <laughs> which they should. <laughs> Maybe they just go ahead. I, I, let me check that, folks. I, I just got a text. We're watching ESPN three, so we're a little behind. I just got a text that said the score is seven to one. So oh, I they've knocked in uh, more runs that we haven't seen just yet on ESPN. But starting out to be a glorious day for Golden Eagle baseball. So we're yeah, very happy. I'm right. happy for the baseball. I want to thank Sully's for having us down here in Purvis. That's technically it's Purvis. But there's one thing that's there's no doubt about it. It's a great restaurant. They've got another one in Petals, and uh, we hope that our Golden Eagle uh, listeners will uh, will participate in uh, the great food and the good times that you can have down here at Sully's. All right, that wraps it up. Enjoy being down here. We're going to be here the last Friday of every month for the foreseeable future, and we're happy to say that we are. All right, for Dalton and Kelly and Michael back at the studio, this is Bob Getty. Thanks a lot for listening, everybody. Back at 1 o'clock Monday, and until then, Southern Miss to the top. Into the future. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.